All right, well, we are here in week two of our series, Supreme. And in this series, we are studying the New Testament book or letter, uh, Colossians. And the driving force throughout the book of Colossians is that Jesus is supreme. Jesus is supreme. That Jesus is supreme, the best of the best of the best of the best that there is. And his rightful place is as Lord over all. He is supreme, not just in our faith, but he is supreme in the world. He is supreme over everything. And so we're taking a few weeks to walk through this letter, to look at the ways that Jesus is, in fact, Supreme. Last week, we looked at the opening of the letter and hung out at verse 15 as our primary focus. It says this, Colossians 1:15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation creation. And this is what we said last week. Jesus didn't just have the best explanation from God. Jesus is the supreme explanation of God. That Jesus is the clearest picture of God we will ever have and the only picture of God we will ever need. And honestly, we could just hang out there for an entire series because that idea should drive all kinds of thought and reflection on how we think about and approach God our Heavenly Father and understand Him in the light of Jesus, His Son. We could hang out there and camp out there for a long time. But today we're going to push forward in Colossians and literally pick up right where we left off. But before we get to the scripture today, I want to introduce the key word for our discussion today. And it's this simple word, source. Matter of fact, if you're chatting on Facebook, if you're in the chat on Facebook or, or, or YouTube and you're, you're watching on a tablet or, or, a, or a phone, would you go ahead and type in the, in the chat bar, source, because that's the word that we're going to be talking about today. Now, there are a lot of different things that you could have in mind when you hear the word source, but the first thing that comes to my mind is a river. Now, while we here in Las Cruces live in a desert, we also have the privilege of having one of America's largest rivers run through our city. That's right, we've got the mighty Rio Grande running by us, America's fourth longest river. I have also had the privilege of living in a city with the second longest river in the United States running through it, as the mighty Mississippi River flowed right through downtown Minneapolis. In fact, when I lived in Minneapolis, my school was about a mile away from the second oldest bridge on the river, and one of my favorite running routes was to run to the river and then across this stone arch bridge and then back making a nice three mile run. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Anyway, the Mississippi River runs 2,201 miles from its beginning until it empties into the Gulf of Mexico in Louisiana. And the Rio Grande runs 1,759 miles before it also empties into the Gulf of Mexico. The Mississippi serves to form an unofficial dividing line and midpoint between the east and the west of the United States and the Rio Grande, after it leaves New Mexico, serves as the natural border between Texas and Mexico. So that's what those rivers are, and that's what they do, but do you know the sources of those rivers? Do you, do, you, do you know where the sources of those rivers are? If you're in New Mexico, you probably don't have a reason to be real familiar with the Mississippi River, so you don't have to know this, but the Mississippi source is a lake in northern Minnesota called Lake Itasca, with the Mississippi River flowing out of the lake at a width of only about 20 feet wide, or on a football field, about five or six yards, six or seven yards wide. Now, if you're in New Mexico, you should know the answer to this one. What is the source of the Rio Grande? 
What is the source of the Rio Grande? There isn't specifically one source, but it's, the be- but its beginning is formed by the joining of several small streams coming together, formed by the snow melt of the San Juan Mountains in Colorado that meet at the base of Camby Mountain. In fact, I found a few pictures as I was researching this of people standing with one leg on, on each side of these small streams because when the Rio Grande forms at, at, at its source waters, the streams are so narrow you can stand over the Rio Grande. Now, I tell you all of that for two reasons. Number one, even if you hate the entire rest of this service and hate the rest of this message and disagree with everything else I say in this message, at least you can go, well, I hated it all, but I learned something. At least I walked away learning something. But here's the bigger reason. And this will set the stage for where the rest of this message flows. Get, do you get it flows? Do you get my plan words with, with, where the rest of this flows? Where a river gro- goes and what it becomes is determined by its source. Where a river goes and what it becomes is determined by its source. The Mississippi can be that unofficial east-west midpoint because its source waters are in the middle of the country. Like, whoa, I'm gonna write that down. Where a river goes and what it becomes is determined by its source. The Mississippi can only be that because its sources are in the middle of the country. Where it starts determines where it goes. It couldn't be the midway point if its source waters began in Virginia or Oregon. They're on the ends of the country. It couldn't be the midpoint. It has to be in the middle of the country because its source waters are just about in the middle of the country. It can be that unofficial Midway point. Similarly, the Rio Grande would never serve as the border between the U.S. and Mexico if its waters began in Florida. It just wouldn't be possible. What its sor- where a river goes and what it becomes is determined by its source. And the reason I say all of that is to help us understand a really important truth for the rest of your life. Where a person goes and who they become is determined by their source. Where you go and who you become will be determined by your source. Where you go in life and who you become in life will always be and will ultimately be determined by your source. But unlike a river, we actually get some say in what or who is our source. And that's why it's worth talking about today, because there are some things in life that we tend to think of as our source or try to make into a viable source for ourselves. Let me just give you a couple. For some of you, it's, it's family. Like you think, when you think of family, these are the people that I come from. And since this is the people that I come from, they're kind of my source. They're my support system. You know, I, like sometimes they drive me crazy, but that's where I came from. And, and, if, and if I view my family as that's where I came from, chances are that's also where I'm going. My family is where I come from. Or maybe you think, you know, as long as home is good, life will be good. Some of you, you've heard the phrase, happy wife, happy life. As long as the wife is good, life is good. As long as home is good, life will be Good, that life flows from the home, that life flows from the family. And so that's the source. For some of you, it's your career. You know, the, the, my job, my career, this is where I get my, my money. This is where I find fulfillment. This is where I get purpose. So my career is my source. It, it's what allows me to have the things that I want to have or to not have the things I, I have or to find f- fulfillment, to find and, and fulfill purpose. This is what, you know, that what career provides. So career is my source. For some of you, it's education. This is where I learn and get ideas that inform my view of the world. And as long as I learn enough, I can handle anything the world throws at 
at me. I'll be able to solve any problem that comes my way because I've been educated. My education is my source. For some of you, it's your health. You know, I take care of my body because a healthy body leads to a good life. And so, and so you do anything you can to take care of your body because your body is your, it, you view your body as the source of, of how life is going to be. It determines how your life is going to be. And let me tell you this, all of those are good things. All, if, if you think that I'm going to stand here as a pastor and say, yeah, your career doesn't matter, your education doesn't matter, your body doesn't matter, your family doesn't matter, like you, 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 have, you have the wrong pastor. All of that stuff matters. Your family matters, and in a lot of ways, the family you come from shapes who you are and how you view the world. Your career is important as you'll spend a big chunk of life in your workplaces, and you don't want your work to suck the life out of you. Education matters because what and how we think about the world, it matters to our God. Taking care of your body matters because physical health makes a life a lot easier than being physically unhealthy. All good things. All, all of those are good things. But here's what I know. Good things make terrible sources. Good things make terrible sources. Those are all good things in life. They are good things, but they make terrible sources. Family, career, education, physical health, you name it, anything else in our life that is a good thing but should not be our source, they make terrible sources. That life does not flow from our, I mean, like family affects life, career affects life, education affects life, health, physical health affects life, but they make terrible sources because that's not where life comes from. Here's, here, here's the, there's, there's two problems with, with those being our sources. The problem number one is that everything on that list will eventually fail and fall. Unfortunately, unfortunately, family, even the best family fails. Even the best ones, family will let you down. Unfortunately, people that you love in your family, they cannot come through for you always. Family eventually fails. Family will, at some point in your life, even the best of families, even the family with the best intentions and the best habits, eventually, at some point, family will not be a source of good, but family will be a source of conflict. And, the, and, and if your whole life is, sor is, is sourced from your family, I'm just telling you, eventually, it, it, there, there will be a moment or a time in your life where that fails and where that falls. Careers don't always work out the way that you hoped. Jobs that pay the bills won't always be fulfilling. They won't always scratch that sense of purpose. So your career can't be your source because it'll eventually fail and eventually fall. All the education in the world will still leave you with questions that don't have answers. Even the healthiest bodies eventually fail. Something breaks. Something stops working. You hit a certain age and all of a sudden the body that you took such good care of, it doesn't take such good care of you. Everything, everything on that list, unfortunately, it eventually fails and eventually falls apart. It cannot be your source if it eventually fails and if it eventually falls apart. The second problem is simply this, and I, I hope I can articulate this well enough. Anything you have to prop up with your effort, it can't be your source. Anything that you have to prop up with your effort, it can't be your source. See, a source is something that life flows out of, that it flows from, something that energy flows out of it and to other places to bring life and to bring energy. And I'm just going to say this, every single one of those things are things that you have to bring energy to in order to make them what you want them to be. They cannot ever truly be your source. So happy wife, happy life, you've got to keep it, it like if that's true, if that's going to be your source, you've got to put energy into making sure that you've got the happy wife so that you can get, like, if you've got to put energy into it, it can't be your source. 
If you've got to put all that energy into your career, your career can't be your source. If you've got to put all of that effort into your education, education is not a source. If you've got to put all the effort into your physical health, physical health cannot be your source. And again, they're good things, but good things make terrible sources, which leads us to the question, and this isn't going to be surprising because we're a church and I'm a Christian pastor and we're studying the Bible together today, but we leave with the question, okay, well, what is the source, what should be our source? And as you might guess, Paul has an answer in his letter to the Colossian church, starting where we picked up last week, where we left off last week in Colossians chapter one, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything that was created and is supreme over all creation. But that's not where Paul, that was the start. That was the launching point. This is why we need to understand who Jesus is because Jesus is supreme over all. He is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and he is supreme over all creation. God didn't need to create Jesus along with the rest of the world. He used Jesus to create, Jesus was co-existing and co-working with God the Father as they created everything that we see. He is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. According to Paul, here's what's true about Jesus. We talked about how is Jesus supreme? According to Paul, Jesus is the supreme source of everything. He is the supreme source of everything. Everything finds its start in Jesus. Everything you see, Jesus is the source, whether you realize it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you line up your life with that reality or not. Everything you see, Jesus is the source. Everything you don't see or you can't see, Jesus is the source of that too. Everything in life flows from and flows out of Jesus. Jesus didn't need any bit of energy, any bit of life to come to him. It all flows from him. He is the supreme source. Everything and everyone has its origin, has its source waters, has its source of life in Jesus, in God's plans, and in God's purposes for creation. Jesus is the supreme source. He is your source. He is my source. He's the source of everything you see. He's the source of the house you live in. He's the source of the job that you have. He's the source of the education that you have, of the mind that you have, of the will that you have, of the needs that you have, of the health that you have. You're like, I don't have any health. I'm mad at Jesus. Well, he gave you some good one and you know whatever happened along the way. He is the source of everything. He is the source of every good thing. And he is the source of every good thing that is still to come your way. He is the source of all wisdom. He is the source of all peace. He is the source of all forgiveness. He is the source of our relationship with God. He is the source of all knowledge. He is the source of all creation. Everything in our world that's worth having and worth experiencing, Jesus is the source of it. Which means if you're going to seek any of that, you seek Jesus, because he's the source. You're like, wow, that's a big start. That's a big start, but he wasn't done yet. In verse 17, he went on, he existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Meaning, not only is Jesus the supreme source, Jesus is the supreme sustainer of everything. 
This is like, whoo, boy, good. This, Jesus holds all creation together. Meaning on the cosmic level, as big as we've seen with the, with, with tel, with the most ex, advanced telescopes, as much as we've seen when we sent people to, uh, sent, sent you know, equipment and technology to Mars and trying to understand and try to study that, as far out as we've seen, Jesus is holding all of that together. And as, as, as detailed as you've gotten on the, on the, on the human you know, microscopic level within ourselves and within our world, at the tiniest little cells of, of, of life, Jesus is holding that together too. He holds all creation together. You're like, what about some of the medium-sized stuff? He's holding that together too because that's made up of the smaller stuff. He holds it all together. Jesus isn't just the source. He is also the sustainer. He's the source and he's the sustainer. He is strong enough to hold everything and everyone together. And he is strong enough to hold you together. This is important. How I mentioned earlier that a good source has to provide life and sustain it. We, we know this all too well in New Mexico. If the mountains in Colorado go dry, the Rio Grande goes dry. There has to be a, a source that can sustain. There has to be a source that doesn't just run one time, but runs year after year after year, season after season after season. The source doesn't go dry because it got everything moving and put everything to motion, but the source is able to sustain the flow of everything that comes from it. That if you have to bring life to a source, it's not a source, right? When we say Jesus sustains life, what we are saying is he is the source that you don't have to bring anything to, but everything flows from him and he has a never ending supply of everything that you need as your source and as your sustainer. Jesus is the supreme source of life and he is the supreme sustainer of our lives. And if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, in verse 18, Paul went on. Christ is also, you're like, there's more? There's more. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme. There's our favorite word again. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. Meaning Jesus' resurrection is the supreme foundation of our faith. It's the supreme foundation of our faith that the reason that you and I can know God and we can experience what Paul wrote early and earlier in the letter that we read last week, that we're rescued, that we're forgiven, that we're redeemed, that we're transferred from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of life. The reason that we can do that, the reason we can have confidence that, confidence that that's what has happened in our lives is that Jesus's resurrection is the supreme foundation of our faith. He is the first out of the grave. He is the source that made it possible for us to move away from death, to move away from destruction, to move away from despair, to move away from sin, to move away from shame, to move away from guilt and into everything that he has for us because he opened the door and showed us the way. He is the first out of the grave, the first to raise to his new life. He leads us out of the way of death, sin, hell, and the grave. The reasons that I can know God and the reason that you can know God is Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection. 
His death and his resurrection paved the way for our relationship with God. And it paves the way, his death and his resurrection paves the way for the existence of the church, the body of Christ, living, breathing body of Christ, living, breathing, connected community of people following Jesus, trying to live in Jesus's victorious new life. And Paul says, Jesus is supreme as the head of the church that the church will be alive as long, until Jesus returns because Jesus is the source of life for the church and he's the sustainer of life for his church. That his resurrection was all the life the church would ever need. That his resurrection is all the life that you will ever need. He is the source and he is the sustainer. And, he, and Paul closes out this section by saying this, for God in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything and everyone to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This is how we know Jesus is the supreme source. This is how we know Jesus is the supreme sustainer. This is how we know that Jesus is the supreme foundation of our faith, that God in all his fullness lived in Christ. Same thing we said last week. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Everything that's true of God was true of Jesus. And everything that's true of Jesus is true of God. We saw Jesus's miraculous power. We saw Jesus's miraculous provision. We saw Jesus's undeniable display of strength. We saw Jesus's indestructible resurrection life. We saw Jesus's infinite goodness and we saw and we heard Jesus's infinite wisdom. Because of that, we know and we believe and we have confidence that Jesus is the only one worthy of being your source. That's the bottom line today. That's what Paul's driving at with this entirety of, of Colossians chapter one, that Jesus is the only one worthy of being your source. And because of his death and resurrection, because we saw the, the son of God come to earth and we heard his wisdom and we saw his miraculous he healing and we saw his miraculous power and we saw the strength of his life and we saw that his life could not be taken from him unless he laid it down, but he would pick it up again because his life was indestructible. Uh, because we heard his wisdom, because we saw everything, because we saw the way that he loved, because we saw the way that we, he healed. We know he, Jesus, the son of God, is the only one worthy of being your source. And, and, and in saying that, here's what we need to understand. He is the source of life. He is the supreme source of life. He is the supreme sustainer of life. He is the supreme source of our, and foundation of our faith and our connection with God. And because he is those things, the, the, what Paul says, that's what he is. Whether you agree with it or not, that's who he is. Whether that's, you've aligned yourself with that truth, that's who he is. That is the truth. That is the reality. And here's what we need to understand. Your life will only make sense surrendered to Jesus as your source. Your life will only make sense surrendered and aligned with the reality that Jesus is the source. He is the source of everything, which means he's the source of your life and your life will only make sense to the degree that you have aligned yourself with that reality. 
So let me tell you what I know about all of those good things that we talked about earlier. Your family, your career, your education, your physical health, whatever else you think maybe you may have aligned as a source of your life. All of those things will make far more sense once you realize they are not the source, but Jesus is, and you allow him to be your source in those things and allow him to be the sustainer of those things and allow your faith in him and your fir- the firm foundation of your faith in him to be the thing that drives you to follow God in your career and in your family and edu- in your education and with your physical health, that you would follow Jesus as the source, that you would allow Jesus to be the source and allow him, what flows from him, to inform and fuel everything about your life, about everything that we think should be the source. So how do we live in response to Jesus as our source? Let me give you four words. We live grateful. We live receptive. We live surrendered. And we live peaceful. Let me just break those down just really quick for each of you, for each one. We live grateful because everything good, every good thing that I have, it comes from God. It doesn't come from my effort. It doesn't come from my striving. It doesn't come from my goodness. It comes from his goodness. It comes from his accomplished work. It comes from his faithfulness. It comes from his provision. So every good thing I have, it comes from my father in heaven. It comes from God, the son who laid his life down for me. Every bit of my relationship with God, I'm grateful because it's not about my works. It's not about my efforts. It's not about my goodness. It's about his. So I live grateful because every good thing that I have, it doesn't come from me. It came from him. Receptive. Because anything that he brings my way, I want to receive with open hands, with an open heart, and an open mind. I want to live receptive. I want to live with open hands. I want to live with a heart that's open to whatever God has. I want to live with an open mind to whatever God, that that God can, can blow the limits of my mind, can work beyond the limits of my heart, can fill my hands far more than I can. So I want to have open hands and open heart and open mind. I want to be receptive to receive whatever Jesus has for me. Surrender because where he leads, I'll go because I trust he knows the way. Surrender that if he's the source and if he's the sustainer and he's the, found, the only true foundation of my faith, then he knows the way. And so I can step into the chapter because I know the author. And I, and, and I, can, and I can follow where he leads because I know he's already been down the road. And I know he knows where he's going and where we're walking. And so yes, the, I, like, I may not know, but he knows. So I surrender Because where he leads, I believe he knows the way. And we live peaceful. Because when something else is our source, something that we have to prop up is our source, so often what we find in ourselves is we find ourselves having to force something. We we find ourselves having to force family to work or having to force career to work or, or force educate or force whatever it is to work. That we're having to work so that it will work, so that life can be good. And when Jesus is our source, Here's the amazing truth of why we can live peaceful and why we can live lives at peace. I don't need to force anything or make anything happen because everything that is supposed to happen, everything that is in God's will for me, Jesus will make possible for me. I don't have to force anything, but I can live in the freedom and the peace that everything I need will be provided for me. And Jesus will sustain me every step along the way of my life. See, I hope today that you'll come to the reality that your life needs to be aligned with the reality that Jesus is the source, 
that Jesus is the sustainer and Jesus is the only viable foundation for our faith and for our life. And that as we trust in him to be what he is and to be who he is as our source and as our sustainer and as our foundation of faith, that we'll grow in our connection with God, but more and more we'll also grow in our trust of Jesus, that he is always good, that he is always faithful, that he always provides, that he always sustains, and that he will always do all of those things so that he can be trusted with your life because he's supreme because he's over all. And so he can be trusted with your career and he can be trusted with your finances and he can be trusted with your family and he can be trusted with your education and he can be trusted with your kids and he can be trusted with your physical health and he can be trusted with your mental health and he can be trusted with your, with your emotional health and he can be trusted when life doesn't seem to be going the way that you thought it was supposed to go. He can be trusted in every area of life because he's your source, because he's your sustainer and because he's the one who connects us with God so that we can have a life of faith and know what God has for us in our lives in the first place. He's supreme. Let's follow him and trust him as if he is that, as if he is supreme like he says he is. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything that you are to us. And God, today I thank you for that you are supreme. I thank you that Jesus is supreme, that he's over everything, that he is the source, that he is the sustainer, and he is the firm foundation for our faith and our connection to you and our relationship with you. Thank you for everything that he is. And God, today, I simply pray that every single one of us watching, that for me, myself, that we would have the wisdom to trust Jesus as the source of everything that we need. We would trust Jesus as the ones who can sustain us in everything that we need. And that we would trust him completely, as the one who connects us to you so we can know you and love you and follow you with everything that we've got. God, I pray that we would know Jesus as the supreme source, sustainer, and foundation of our lives and that we would live knowing that he has everything that we need. We would trust. We would be grateful. We would be peaceful and we'd be receptive to everything that he has and everything that you have for us through Jesus. God, help us to do that. Help us to have wisdom to know what it is that we're supposed to do with what we've just heard. Help us to have the courage to actually put it into practice. We love you and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.